Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Camillo's Golf Club, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together They'll work to get you the maximum reward. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to friends of the program, the Alonzo family, the Swan and Whitaker families, and Bob Lindsley and Daryl Aber. All right, the individual NFL team recaps for the draft continues with the Houston Texans. And I got to tell you, man, this team was probably, this franchise was probably uh, at the top of the list for everyone. Um, to see what they were going to do because they needed so much on both sides of the ball. <clears throat> I don't think anybody would dispute that. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about a team that needs every possible thing from quarterback on down. And, you know, it was certainly, uh, you know, they were at the center of attention um, as well because, you know, with the second pick, many people thought, eh, are they, you know, are, maybe they won't take a quarterback. You know, maybe they'll take their chances on somebody late. Uh, later on, rather, and maybe they'll trade down. Maybe they'll go defense. This and that. Nope, nope. They went right for it. They went right for C.J. Stroud. And here's the thing: there are a lot of people out there. Well, next year's class is better, and you know uh, Caleb Williams would have been the number one pick this year. And that's nice, and that's all true. <laughs> Caleb Williams is a better quarterback right now than any of the guys who went into the NFL draft. Maybe Bryce Young. Maybe maybe not him. Maybe they're equals, but. As far as Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, I mean, he's way better right now. Now, who will pan out more? Will Levis, 
Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Like, I don't know. Will it be Caleb Williams next year? I don't know. Maybe Hendon Hooker ends up being the best quarterback of the bunch. I have no idea. But as far as, like, who's better now, it's clearly Caleb Williams. The problem with that thinking is you can't really, when you're in the Texans' position, when you're in a full rebuild mode, more front office makeover, more coaching makeover, you can't just say, well, we're not going to take our guy this year because we're going to wait it out for next year. And you know what? We're going to lose a ton of games anyway. This is a competitive sport with a ton of testosterone, not just in the locker rooms of these NFL clubs, but in the front offices. They want to get this thing right. And why not take C.J. Stroud? Because what happens if C.J. Stroud works out? You don't have to worry about next year in Caleb Williams, right? And maybe, maybe you're still going to stink a little bit, but you like C.J. Stroud. And hello, maybe you still have the same amount of draft picks next year, and then you go and have back-to-back great drafts. You win a few games this year, Stroud gets some, some time, and then 2025 is your year, and it wouldn't have mattered if you got Caleb Williams anyway because the rest of your team is still developing. And again, we have no idea what's going to happen with these guys. Now, let's get to the Colts. Excuse me, let's get to the Texans, rather. I did the I did the Colts. Did the Colts, did the Jags in the division already. And first things first, they went with C.J. Stroud. Uh, it was a coin flip between him and Bryce Young in terms of who was the best quarterback coming out. But the Texans, you know, with their pick, they did not trade down. Um, you know, they watched, obviously, the Panthers go up and get you know, Bryce Young in the trade with the Bears. Um, you know, the Texans would have had the number one pick, but again, they won that extra game and all the rest. Here they are, 6'3", 220. Stroud is the best pure passer in the draft. Sees the whole field. He's decisive, great timing, smooth delivery. He needs to obviously get his strength going a little bit and show more of that willingness to run and extend plays and all the rest, but he's right there. And I think that when you look at Davis Mills, who finished the 2022 season with the NFL's highest off-target percentage, and he ranked 29th in QBR, uh, Stroud definitely won't give you know the club an elite runner at quarterback. But you know uh, the new OC there and the new you know pa- pass game coordinator in terms of Bobby Slowick, uh, he's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks in San Fran. He knows how to tailor that Kyle Shanahan offense to whoever is playing quarterback, and I think that's going to be a big thing. Um, I think Stroud is going to go right in and play, like, right from day one. Um, He's a rookie of the year candidate. Uh, The Texans need to find their guy after they traded Deshaun Watson. They got done with that era. Um, The Texans need a quarterback. They need a polished, decision-making guy who sees the whole field, who can, you know, translate his game to the pro game and have an early impact and to build the franchise back. And C.J. Stroud, they think, is that guy. Now, even better than that was that the Houston Texans – had the number three pick from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, The Cardinals, uh, you know, uh, apparently didn't want to get Will Anderson Jr. I have no idea. But the Texans get the three pick, and they get the best edge rusher in this draft. A absolute menace. A defensive freak. A guy who can blow up plays left and right. First step, elite. Quickness, elite. Powerful hands, Outstanding. Overpowers blockers, low body strength, powerful punch, played for a big-time program on the biggest of stages. Um, And D'Amico Ryans, as we know, his defense is predicated on the pass rush. They have got to get to the quarterback. 
Anderson is the best rusher and overall player, arguably, in this draft. And, you know, he'll probably line up off left tackle on the outside. Uh, he can get moved around a little bit. Uh, think Nick Bosa and think how he's used, and that's going to be Will Anderson Jr. I cannot get enough of the Houston Texans going up to three to get a cornerstone defensive player after they pick their cornerstone, what they hope to be quarterback of the future as well. Uh, the rest of the draft, whoa, three, six, seven more picks they had. Penn State center, Juice Scruggs, really good player, uh, goes late second round here. Um, they want to get protection for Stroud, obviously. Versatile interior offensive guy, he, guy, he can play center, he can play guard. The Texans want that. Uh, the middle of the Houston offensive line needs an upgrade, and they're going to get it here with this guy. Um a lot of people didn't have him ranked in the top 100, but the center class is kind of running out of big-time starting caliber options early, and uh, Scruggs probably is one of the better fits for a lot of other people, uh, a lot of teams, a lot of teams including the Texans, but it just so happens that the Texans took him, and they need help on the O-line, and he is a guy who can, again, play center and guard, and you got to love the Big Ten offensive lineman, right, usually. Uh, Houston wide receiver Nathaniel Dell goes in the third round of the Houston Texans, and uh, he'll be staying at home uh, as far as his college place and uh, his new NFL place, same state, same city. Um, he's small. He's 5'8", 165, but he's quick, and um, he's good in space, and he was a leading receiver. Uh, uh, excuse me. He's He is a potential leading receiver for the Houston Texans. And remember, Houston's leading receiver in 2022 was Brandon Cooks, ranked 53rd overall. They traded him. So there is a an immediate thing. They signed Robert Woods. They've got tight end Dalton Schultz. Um, they got to keep adding the talented pass catchers, and this helps big time, big time. Since the start of 2021, no FBS receiver has more receiving yards or touchdown catches than Dell at 27, 27 yards and 29 touchdown catches. Pretty good numbers, and he is quick, and he's great in space, and you can put him in the slot, and away you go. Texans beefing up quite a bit of the defense as well in the next several picks. I'm going to get to the rest of the Houston Texans 2023 draft coming up next on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by the Al and Angus Pub and Welch and Company Jewelers. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, our good friends at Jam and & Beats, and... Rosie's Corner. Make sure you stop by for all of the pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Rosie's Corner, Route 11 in Burton in front of the Burton Bridge. Every Friday is Fish Friday. Mac and cheese, coleslaw, and french fries to go along with that as well. All right, let's get to the rest of the picks here for the Houston Texans. And really, it was a mix between the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. I think they got a huge, huge, huge value pick in Dylan Horton. This guy is a motor player. You hear all the click words, right? The cliche words with the NFL draft, right? Body skill, the body type, instinct, motor, all these different things that you hear, right? Football IQ, all these things of the draft leading up to, you know, the hype and the expectation and all the rest with this unbelievable event that just, you know, the ratings go through the roof because it's the NFL. Uh, but the draft is the foundation, you know, of your football team. And I've said it a bunch of times. I'm not alone. You know this. I know this. Quarterback's most important. The second most important position is getting people who can stop and get to the quarterback, right? They've done it in this draft twice. They got Will Anderson Jr. and they got Dylan Horton. I am stunned 
that Dylan Horton, and remember, this was a trade from Vegas, how far he fell. I thought he would be easily mid to upper third round in this draft. But that just goes to show you how locked and loaded the front line on defense between tackles and edge rushers, right? One technique, three technique, how loaded this draft was. He is 6'5", 260, and his motor is absolutely ridiculous. Run defender, he's at his best when he lines up outside the tackle, a little bit of length there to keep defenders off, and he sets the edge, and he just wraps you up. And then his quickness can give the interior offensive lineman tons of problems when he kicks inside to rush the passer. He is a major force. He has gone up against the best offenses in college football in the Big 12. He has played on the big stage of the college football playoff. I love this pick. Hey, you never know. Dylan Horton might work out to be a better pro than Will Anderson Jr. for all we know. On paper, the best edge rusher is Will Anderson Jr. If you had to compile your top 5 to 10 in the draft, I got news for you. I got news for you. Dylan Horton might be in the top five, no more than top 10. I think they stole him. I really do. Henry Tutu from Alabama, the inside linebacker. Again, beefing up, trying to get more creative with D'Amico Ryan's defense. They want to get aggressive there. And uh, the youngster out of Alabama is going to help them do that. Obviously, big stage, great burst, huge hands. Uh, and he's got the tools to continue to improve and cover. That's a really nice pick for them. And he's a pretty good-sized kid too, man. 6'2", 235. He'll work nicely into the system. Jarrett Patterson from Notre Dame. The center goes number six. Again, we're into that area. Potential and value are kind of a combination when you get to this point. 6'5", 3'10", gets set quickly. Uh, again, played big-time football at Notre Dame. Big stage, huge crowds, awesome hands. Uh, he walls off those defenders, certainly, at the line. And uh, the Texans wanted to beef up their offensive line. So there you go. They snag a center from Notre Dame. The last two picks, I have no idea. I don't know much about these guys at all. Um, a little bit on Brandon Hill from Pitt, but I'll get to him in a second. Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, a wide receiver. Just again, to keep adding to the room, adding to um, you know the wide receiver group, trying to get more weapons and all the rest. Traded Brandon Cooks. You got to find replacements there. And they're hoping that, again, they just get lucky with a six-round deal here. Uh, this was the trade from the Bills, of course, and Hutchinson really can pluck the ball out of the air. He's a 6'2", 210 guy, and if you look at his uh, draft profile, you see the highlights. He loves to go up and get it. He loves zone coverage. He goes up and gets it. He finds pockets. He's a tough kid, great hands, uh, tracks a deep ball, and he displays that body control and power uh, after the catch as well. So that's something that uh, the Texans need more of, and they want to get a ton of that help with C.J. Stroud at quarterback. They hope that that's a huge value pick and definitely a potential pick in terms of Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State going in the sixth round. And then finally, not a lot, just a little. I know about this dude, Brandon Hill from Pittsburgh, ACC. It's one of the conferences because I have covered Syracuse closely through the years uh, that I am more familiar with than many of the others. Um, he's a small safety, 5'10", 195. Um, you know, the, the 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 hips and the range and all that. Little little bit of work there to, 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 to you know, kind of cover, but... Um, he is a close, a, a, a quick closer, and he is a guy who uh, loves to play the aggressive run defending, and he flashes that good stop power, and that's exactly what D'Amico Ryan's is looking for. So again, fit a lot of the a lot of the draft and where guys go and what they do. It's about scheme and fit, and they're hoping that Brandon Hill is in fact that guy. So overall, and again, I'm not doing grades on these teams and all the rest. I love the Texans draft. I understand they need a lot of help everywhere when you suck for a long time, when you you know traded Deshaun Watson and all that for obvious reasons. 
Um, you know, when you're when you're when you're coming out of all of that, you're coming into a, a new era. You're coming into new front office people. You're coming into new coaches. You're coming into new players. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. But I like as far as yeah, of course, need. Yeah, they need this. They need that. Yeah, they checked all the boxes. Well, most teams do. When you're way down like the Houston Texans, you're going to check a lot of those boxes because you've stunk for quite a while. However, the quality of players they got, they might be able to sooner rather than later, you know, they might be able to make moves in that division. I mean, the Jaguars are an up and coming team led by Trevor Lawrence. They had a solid draft. The Titans are kind of just eh right now for me. The Colts are at least a year or two away as well. And I mean, for as much as you can say that the Colts were better than the Texans the last few years by X amount of games... Um, are they that far ahead in terms of the overall team building and success and all the rest? I, you know, it's all going to depend on Anthony Richardson. I think the Texans, if they can strike with these guys, and especially C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson leading the way, and the very underrated, very, very underrated, uh, you know, Dylan Horton, you know, the Texans might be able to make a play here in, in the AFC South. Not this year, because I think it's the Jags division to lose, um, but I think next year they could challenge here. And you know, this is a team that already has a lot of athleticism and a lot of speed, but they have to fill in those holes. They have to get big-time position cornerstone franchise players. They want guys in it for the long haul. But now all of a sudden, you're looking at C.J. Stroud, who, again, I think is going to play right away. Um, he'll groom under Case Keenum and Davis Mills, two quality uh, guys. But they've got running backs, right? They picked up Devin Singletary in the offseason. They have Damian Pierce. Um, you know, both of those guys are going to get a lot of carries. Um, you know, and then you go to the receiver room and you've got, you know, Amari Rogers, you've got Robert Woods, you have John Mechie, the third, you have some players there, you know, you've got Dalton Schultz at tight end. Um, you know, you've got some pieces and if they can improve the offensive line, get a little bit better with the line of scrimmage, have the defense get off the field more and better on third down, the Texans may be able to challenge for the AFC South. But I think that when you look at those picks, you are a Texans fan. You cannot help but be absolutely sky high that you are getting C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and you are getting Dylan Horton in this draft. And then all the other pieces you're hoping work out. You know, Nathaniel Dell at wide receiver, they're hoping that, you know, they can add him to the mix and be kind of a gadget guy. But the big three of Horton, Anderson Jr., and C.J. Stroud, they're the guys we're going to look at years from now if this franchise turned it around or if they didn't. It's really that simple. ML Sports Platter here. Thanks for listening. A huge thanks to our sponsors, Camillus Golf Club, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Vince Guerra Consulting Group, and the Allen Angus Pub, home of the best star in Angus Burger in town. Before and after all the big events in central New York, make sure you stop by the Allen Angus Pub, allenanguspub.com for more. Grab a gift card for any and all occasion. And I do want to throw out a tip of the cap thank you to St. Bonaventure University's online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism. Get started today. The storytelling, the learning, uh, it's an extraordinary education online course. This happened uh, way after I was there <laughs> when I attended Bonnie. Uh, coming up here on my, my goodness, coming up on my uh, 20, what would 21? Well, just had my 20th, so we're, we're going on 25 here. But it's really, it's a degree in a flexible online format that prepares you for personal and professional success. Quality and value, the perfect combination to fuel your growth and open the doors of opportunity. Visit sbujournalism.com. Get started today with the Master of Arts in Sports Journalism. You don't even need any experience as a journalist. Go grab that grad degree online at St. Bonaventure University, sbujournalism.com. It's St. Bonaventure University's online Master of Arts 
in sports journalism. Get a hold of an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.